Hello and welcome to Get Loose, the podcast that brings news topics local and nationally to you. So come and join us as we shoot the breeze and bring a bit of laughter to these troubled times. I'm James. And I'm Mike. And it's time to Get Get Loose. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, unusually, we're actually recording in the evening. So I don't know what difference that's going to make, but we normally do it over an afternoon. I don't imagine it's um, going to make much difference. So good evening, Michael. Good evening, James. How the devil are you, my friend? I'm in a quandary, as we've just spoken about. Yes. I'm trying to decide on whether to buy a big-ass pickup truck or be more sensible. So um, Go for the pickup truck. Who knows? We'll see which side of me wins out. Um, I must make a solemn promise to our listeners this week that we are undoubtedly, we have to discuss the Prime Minister's announcement this week. However, we will limit our COVID talk to about five minutes because I'm bored of it. Yes, incredibly bored. I mean, what a year this week has been. (laughs) <laughs> what a decade this year's been <laughs> oh mate it's oh. first first Boris so, Monday so let's get into that yeah so obviously as you will all be aware we were put back into lockdown and I don't, I don't say that with a sigh as in oh they shouldn't be doing it but it's just more of Oh, they should be doing it, but it'll only work if people pay attention. And judging from what I've seen so far, it's just the same old shit. <laughs> it is. I mean, at this point, it feels a little bit like Norton antivirus. You think it's gone, but then it comes back. I mean, at least with the vaccines, you know, being rolled out, there's two of them now. In the next three months, most people that really need them will have them. Yeah, and there's um, a third on the verge as well, isn't there? A third on the verge? What, just yeah. on the side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> no, they they uh, they predict that there's going to be a third vaccine that's in the works that should be ready and to go by the end of the month, if not by the middle of February. Well, that's good. So mm. at least from that point of view, um, you know, there is an end in sight at least, and that's the difference between this lockdown and the other, that no matter... How many cockwombles won't wear the mask and being dickheads? Eventually, it is gonna gonna be gone. And you know, I sympathise with Boris. People are giving him a lot of shit for it, but what else can he do? No, he's doing. What's the point in having an economy if everybody's dead? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the thing is, everyone keeps going. Well, New Zealand's not got the virus. They're virus-free. Yeah, but then look at the size of their island and their population ratio. I think they've got more sheep than they have people. So stop comparing Plus, it to they also haven't, they haven't got a massive continent on their doorstep with people, you know, refugees and stuff coming in constantly. I know Australia's close, but it's not like having Europe on your doorstep. No, and it's not like... You get people coming over, going over to Australia in like the tiniest of rafts from 
like war-torn countries, is it? Because they have such a stringent immigration system that no one would get on that island anyway. So, yeah, I sympathise with Boris. I don't think there's many people that would have... They would have done different things better and other things worse, but I feel for the guy. He doesn't stand a chance of getting re-elected. No. Nobody who was in this time period would. Uh, no, you know, just... I'm just sick of hearing about all these these alleged government conspiracy theories about, you know, why are they doing it? What's their end game if this is a big conspiracy? That's what I don't get. Because they're not gaining popularity. No. They're not, you know, guaranteeing their re-election. So what exactly do they gain from it? They get unhappy people in the country and the economy's on its arse. Yeah, it is. So, it's baffling. I, I also don't like. There's a petition online at the minute for um, for them to close like nurseries and stuff like that. Like, I, I get that obviously we've limit eliminated like schools across the board in the sense that unless you're a key worker or your child has severe like support needs, they have a place in school. Or they're rather everyone else is remote learning. But. I'm, I'm baffled by the, the need to close the nurseries because there's still key workers out there who have small children that need to go to nursery. So why are you complaining? The thing is, it's not even that. And we're struggling a little bit because we've got three kids. They're all very different ages. One's nursery age, as you know. One's eight and one's 14. And yeah, the 14-year-old can look after himself. But Lucas, who's eight, cannot do his schoolwork on his own. He needs help. Now, you try and be a teacher and look after a three-year-old at the same time and try and run your life. Yeah. It's very, very challenging. Um, and that will be the challenge for a lot of people across the country. Yeah, it is. Um, but yet most of these people are going through their day just doing their best to cope with it. So though, for those that have a child and are moaning about it, think about those that are out there with more than one child who have to have them all at home, aren't necessarily a key worker, but still need to work. Mm. And the thing as well for us is that, you know, Isaac can be a great help yeah. at times looking after the little ones, but obviously he's got his license to do. So... It's, it, is, it is a challenge, so I do sympathise um, with everybody out there who's just trying to get through the day. Um, you know, if, you, if your kids are kicking off, it makes it a hard day. We've had one of those days today. Leia's just been running riot yeah. around the house. Just one of those days. You know, they have one every so often. Where whatever happens, they're crying or, you know, falling out with the other kids and it's just hellacious. This is it. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm quite lucky, obviously, because um, Marie is at school, so that does help. Um, so that's a massive bonus for us. And she does better with that routine in school as well. Yeah, we've kind of taken the stance as whereas we both do qualify as key workers. Yeah. That we wouldn't want to take a place away from somebody you know, who has no option. Because at the end of the day, one of us can be here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that's fair. 
you know, if you've got a family that, and quite often it goes in pairs, that they're both paramedics or nurses or something like that. Yeah. They've got no choice. Then I wouldn't see, you know, us suffering a little bit more being fair to take that away from them. So I think that's where we are with that. Mm, anyway, so that is enough of that. Now enough of COVID. Yeah. So I'll let you have the line, Mike. Go for it. And now it's time for this. It's the top it's five, the top of, five everything. of everything. We are back. We now again. Well. I need to be completely upfront. For those of you that haven't been paying attention to the Facebook group, there is no way in Hades that I could do a top five of your chosen subject this week, which the Facebook group members voted for, which was 80s movies. Now, I said to Mike, I said, it's got to be a top 10. But then I tried to do a top 10, and I couldn't do that either. I'm going to be so, honest with you. So, in what will be the longest countdown ever. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone for a top 20 80s movies. And believe me, until you try and sit down and do that, you don't appreciate how fucking difficult it is. I was nearly uh, having a nervous breakdown, and it's like, oh shit, I've left that out. I can't leave that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we could have easily gone for a top 30 or a top 40. Um, but we'd have been using the entire podcast this week just to do the top five air quotes. But to be fair, we are pretty much using the whole, the whole podcast because I can't see us getting this done in under an hour. <laughs> I, I imagine most of the argument over the over these two lists is going to be where we've placed them on our list, and if we if someone's put something on the list that the other hasn't, namely if I haven't put uh, something on my see, list that you've done, that you've put on yours, I don't think that there'll be much argument of the placement of them, no. but I think that there will be explosions over. Well, why is that not on your list, you prick? <laughs> so, with that being said, Mike, go for it. Go for it. Okay, right. So, I'm going to clarify right now that <laughs> <laughs> there, yes, there are some that I really wish I could have got into my top 20, but some of these, although they're not considered the greatest 80s movies, to me, these are the ones that stand out for me more um, from when I was a child and I still love to this day. So 20, probably the most controversial on the list, is Howard the Duck. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, see, I said I said this would happen. It, you know, considered these days... Get ready, get ready for that to be thrown back in your face later on. I will yeah. undoubtedly erupt at some point <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough no uh considered a cool classic now i loved this when i was a kid i mean steven spielberg's probably biggest flop ever in history um 
I, I just absolutely love this film. I think it's hilarious. Apart from the bit of bestiality at the end where uh, Jennifer Grace sleeps with a duck. So, <laughs> yeah. I will but, just say, actually, before you go on, that we, Mike and I did make an agreement that, so for example, there were two epic Star Wars films in this decade. There were many other franchises that performed strongly. So we did agree that if any of these franchises appeared on the list, that they would be counted as one entry. Otherwise, it would have just been a list of franchise films. So yeah. that being said, move on. <laughs> <laughs> 19 is The Land Before Time. Just see that that, right. that 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 pause of silence says it all from you. But again, remember <laughs> there's <laughs> remember there's nine years difference for us. So obviously you were a bit older when these films came out. For me, I watched them really, really young and they just stand back in my childhood memories. No, I get that. It's just that we're two in. Yep. And there's been two that aren't on my list, and this is going to make the arguing even worse, uh, I feel. Because uh, you like, must be leaving out some corkers. I, I am leaving out some corkers, unfortunately. But like I said, for me, these are the ones that stand out for me as the greatest. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you take a, a Carry on. cheeky puffing smoke. Because <laughs> wait for the third one to go upon. That's not oh, on your God. list. And it is 18, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, fuck's sake, Mike. What's wrong with Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What's right with it? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an okay film. It is an okay film. And, you know, I've watched it and it made me laugh and stuff. To be honest, and it's another stellar performance from Christopher Lloyd, who will make, is only making his first appearance on this list. Not his well, last. Well, don't give away too much, so everybody will now know at least one of your... Other entries. <laughs> I must say, I'm not. I'm not overly enamoured so far. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> These are my twenty films. It does when the fucking listeners are telling you that your top twenty is shit. <laughs> doesn't bother me, mate. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Seventeen is big. Tom Hanks. Okay, I like big. Yeah. And cool. I, I, I do love that film. It's. So well acted by Tom Hanks. Yeah. The only thing that stands out as a bad point in that film is how does this 10-year-old, like, who magically ends up into a, the, the body of an adult, land in a pile of fucking money? Like, literally, he falls on his ass into wealth. Big and a fantastic well, job just by, play, like, playing a massive one of the piano on the floor with... The guy who owns the fucking toy shop or whatever. Yeah. It is. Look at the drawing, isn't it? I know. It's just like how you know. It's it's good, and I like the film, but I just think there's a lack of realism to it. But that's the point of film. No, because I I would say that, and I don't condone this in any way, shape, or form. But it could be remade, and it could be remade by a kid and picking up a controller and being really good at games and the owner coming in and seeing him do that and exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it is a possibility. 
that. So mm. don't remake it. Please do not remake it. Do not <laughs> remake it. Sorry. Wait, so don't tell me, mate. I'm not the one. I don't have the funds to afford to remake Big. Well, I wasn't talking to you, but you don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 16 is Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You're getting too old for this shit. <laughs> it's funny because Danny Glover was too old for this shit in the first Lethal Weapon, and they're all about making another one now. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the works, mate, isn't it? The script's written. Um, I think just for the sake of their ages, they're waiting to film until all this shit calms down. Uh, well, yes, because they'll be very at risk. So. Yeah. Number 15, Police Academy. Just, I mean, <laughs> what, what more do you need to say, you know? Police Academy. Well, I, after our massive conversation <laughs> yesterday, the day before, about this top bloody five, inverted commas, <laughs> um, this sparked me to watch Police Academy, and I did. Me and the kids watched Police Academy <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And yeah, there's there's occasional shit in there, but I did forget the scene at the beach where all the women get topless, <laughs> because to me that's just that's normal eighties fare. Bit could of boom. Could have been worse. People mate. doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse though. You could have put porkies on. <laughs> this is true, but um, yeah, what what a great series of films, and the first one is just incredible a yeah. great film um isaac particularly enjoyed it obviously he's of an age where he gets a lot of the humor in there just, and it, it's a it's a funny throwaway film yeah I, and i don't think the actors in that got as much praise as they should have stellar performances from steve goomberg bobcat goldthway just brilliant he wasn't the first one no he wasn't the first one he was two wasn't he or three but um yeah, and a young um, Kim Cattrall. Yes. So, yeah, love Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> 14 is The Breakfast Club. No, I was never that into it, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, it's just a group of misfits from all different sides of the typical teenage stereotypes. Just having... A really good time like just they forget all the stereotypes and where in the groups that they all belong to for a brief moment of time and it the song from it still stands today yeah Don't yeah you i get it forget about me so i apologize for the singing there <laughs> i thought you would have gone for that hey 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 no, because again, I just had to apologise for my own singing. <laughs> Rabbit sounds like a domestic cow. <laughs> but, um... uh, right. Yeah, I, I can I can see why that's on your list. Yeah, uh, thirteen is short circuit. Who don't love a bit of Johnny Five? <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> <laughs> again, like one of the first films I really drew to as like a six-year-old. I fucking get me a Johnny Five. I don't make Johnny Fives. So okay, get, get me a fucking Johnny Five. <laughs> 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 oh, so yeah, 
12, Beverly Hills Cop. Eddie Eddie Murphy, just brilliant in his cop role, um, following up from his coming to America. I think Judge Reinhold is very good in that, those films as well. Just hilarious. The whole just absolutely the whole movie, amazing, yeah, brilliant. Just and the thing is, if you go back and watch like it now, like you do with some eighties films, the just the stereotypes and the the racial profiling in them is horrific. But and you see how far it's come. Well, actually, it's funny you say that because in Police Academy, there was quite a lot of things I was like, ooh. Yeah. You couldn't say that today, and I'm surprised that nobody's gone back and told us that we should ban Police Academy because uh, yeah. there was quite a bit. But you know what? They said it, and Isaac didn't understand what they were on about, so he asked me about it, and I explained it to him. Yeah, and that's how it should be with historical um, errors in judgment, shall we say? Yeah, you know, it's up to us as adults not to get outraged about it but just sit and explain to it why it's not acceptable yeah exactly none of this but yeah i've not seen beverly hills cop for a while but um i can imagine that it is quite rife with um, stereotyping i watched (laughs) beverly hills cop 2 not too long ago and even in that yeah you you see where we were Um, then (laughs) Also in Beverly Hills Cop, a rare um, time where Ronnie Cox didn't play a bad guy. Mm. Because usually, if anybody who doesn't know who Ronnie Cox is, if you've ever seen Total Recall, he's a bad guy in that. And he just tends to play bad guys. But not in Beverly Hills Cop. He was a good guy. Uh, Where did they get to? Number 11. 11. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh God! I I I thought Revenge of the Nerds was <laughs> hilarious. It made me laugh from start to finish. Uh, it's just stupid, <laughs> stupid humour, and it made me it made me chuckle, and I still enjoy watching it today. Fair enough. <laughs> Looking like fair enough. Fucking hell! This is going to be a terrible <laughs> time. <laughs> Is fair enough? There's no hope for this list, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Only because, not because I'm particularly mad at your choices, but I'm just thinking now of films that you've left off this list that, um, yeah, you know, will. Well, most, most of them will be on my list, but that's not the point. Just, I don't know. I did find it very, very difficult. I find it. I found it extraordinarily difficult, which is why um, I said to you, "Top thirty, <laughs> um, because I didn't if, want to." If Attack the of the Killer Tomatoes is on your list, I am going to leave. No, it's not. Good. <laughs> and neither is Halloween Part Seven: New Blood. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. To be fair, like the. From 20 to 10, it was questionable. You know, these were just ones that were nostalgic to me and I loved. Not that I don't love the top 10, because I do, but the, this part was pure nostalgia for me. Um, self-indulgence. Yeah. Uh, number 10, 
I can't go this list without praising Steve Mine and John Candy because it is planes, trains, and automobiles. Yep. You can't, you could not have a top 20 80s list without having John Candy on that list or Steve Mine. Um, yeah, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> oh dear, listeners, someone has neglected oh, no, 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 it's okay, it's all right, actually. Someone's just remembered he's got well, oh, it, someone's it, just remembered he's it's got it's on his right. <laughs> No, no, really, really? okay, <laughs> well, we'll skip over, we'll come back to it. Number, <laughs> number nine is Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton, the not the original Batman, but just I think for everyone, uh, I'd say age thirty Best. and over, he is the Batman. Um, I and, think he stands. I think if you put the, I watched them all. I went on a mission, mm-hmm. and I watched all of the Batman films um, in chronological order. Poor you. And it stands up. It does stand up. But I feel horrifically poor for you for having to watch uh, George Clooney as Batman, who plays a good Bruce Wayne, but a terrible fucking Batman. Um, I would argue he plays the best Bruce Wayne, and I would also argue that a lot of that was down to the script rather than George Clooney. I don't know. You know, the infamous fucking Bat MasterCard... Yes. Never leave the cave without it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I think they were still trying to go from... Because obviously, um, the Batman was incredibly dark um, as a start-off point for Batman, given that up until that point, they had the Adam West TV series, which was quite spoofy and comical. Can and they, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tried to revert it back... Um, with the following few films like uh, Batman Forever, Batman Returns. I, well, I think they tried to meet somewhere in the middle. They tried to do both and failed. But in those films, you've got some great performances. You know, um, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. What yeah. a performance! Uh, I mean, I maintain that even now with the new Batman film coming out, I, I hope they Paul Dano, who they've cast as the Riddler for the new film, is brilliant. But I think there should have been some element of Jim Carrey there. I mean, he's the thing quite is, he now, didn't. But, he know. didn't actually die. No. Did he? So they could have just brought him back and it could have been, you know, canon, but <clears throat> it's the best, the best sight is that is when the that bolts in the air and the, oh no, it's boiling acid. <laughs> it's the best line out of any film anywhere. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. The the problem with that film, um the glaringly obvious problem with that film I found was Tommy Lee Jones because he's a brilliant actor, but he just didn't embody what is supposed to be Harvey Dent and Two-Face. I think, though, from what I've heard, that on set, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones did not get on. 
Oh, and wow. Tommy Lee Jones always felt like Jim Carrey was trying to upstage him and was being a dick, whereas he just didn't realise that's just Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know, he is going to improvise. He is going to give outlandish performances. It's just what um, he does. I mean... Yeah, yeah. that's just... Yeah, it's him. Yeah. And I think Tommy Lee Jones took it personally and um, tried to beat Carrey at being Carrey, so that's why you got that weird... Approach yeah. from Two Face in that film, so mm. I think enough. that's why. Anyway, we've, we've, we've digressed we, into the nineties. We have. <laughs> that's for a different top twenty. <laughs> yeah. That... Uh, right, number eight is Top Gun. Yep. Yep. Yes, I agree. No comments. Yep. Cool. Uh, flying out of the danger zone and uh, in, nice and into, thanks Kenny <laughs> and into Nakatomi Plaza for number seven Die Hard that's weird that is, that is weird because Die Hard is number seven on my list <laughs> <laughs> it's good it was my top Christmas film um, it's just not the top 80s uh, film I think across the board for anyone or it just for me in terms of preference. I love Die Hard, but it's just not top of my list. Uh, number six, Gremlins. Love Gremlins. Thought it was brilliant. One of the I one of the few films from that era to really scare the crap out of me as well. Like just because it was freaky looking. See, I never found Gremlins that scary. I found it more funny I, than scary. Yeah, see, when I watched it, it was, again, like five or six, so different aspect for a different age. Go back and watch it later as an older kid and go... No, because I, no, I watched <laughs> it when I was that age too, Mike. Mm, fair enough, if you say so. You know, the 80s dawned when I was three months old. So mm. when I first watched Gremlins, when was it released? Oh, I don't know. He says picking up his picking up his phone to Google it. 87? 1984. So I... Uh, 84. So yeah. I would have seen that when I was five or six. Cool. Fine. Fair enough. That's I fine. would argue... And I would argue that Gremlins 2 is a better film. But it was made in 1990, so not eligible for this list. No. But again, if it was made in the 80s, it would come under franchise. So that's fine. I think, actually, I think I, I could have made a decision on that and I would have just said Gremlins 2. Huh? Okay, fair enough. I think it's a better film. Um, but again, it's one of those ones I've not watched in years. Um, but it still holds, I know it holds up. I enjoyed it. Loved it as a kid. I watched it last week. <laughs> okay, cool. Because Jem's got a um, Jem's got a um, gizmo teddy that she got when she was little. Yeah. So he's like thirty-five years old, and Leia got hold of him. <laughs> so it was all like, "Oh, who's that? Oh, it's Gizmo." And then it came. Oh, you can watch Gizmo on telly. So then we watched Gremlins five times in two days. Until I came home one day, it's like, can we watch Gremlins 2, for fuck's sake? <laughs> cool. uh, number five. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Let me think so, too. 
<laughs> yeah, no, uh, brilliant film. Uh, I put this list to someone yesterday, and they couldn't understand why Ghostbusters was in my top five because they what? thought it was a terrible film. And I nearly wrought down the phone and slapped them um, because Ghostbusters completely holds up with an absolute phenomenal cast. Bill Murray. It don't get much better, does it? No. It's just with Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. Um, oh, fuck. The other one. No, I know his name. I know his name. I know his name. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. <laughs> Winston. Yeah, that's his character name. <laughs> it's as good as you game. Yeah, fair enough. But <laughs> it, I still, I think it's brilliant, regardless of the whether or not the Winston's name or not. Um, there was absolutely no need for the 2016 all-female remake. Um, and no, my God, no. And they ruined the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Just saying. It's not relevant to England, but considering where it came from and what it stood for in the first film, they just fucked it up. I haven't even dignified it with a watch. Um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, thank you. I saw the name earlier in regards <laughs> to another film, and I just it blanked my mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, I cannot, I cannot bring myself to watch the remake because I know it will just infuriate me. Will you be watching Afterlife when it comes out this year? Fucking hell to the air! Good boy. Absolutely. Good boy. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the introduction of Paul Rudd in that film because Paul Rudd is hilarious in everything he does. Uh, I think four. he'll be the new Sphinkman. You reckon? Sphinkman, uh, even, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, sorry, number four. Yes, number four, The Goonies. I was getting a bit twitchy wondering whether this was going to make an appearance. Of course it was, because Goonies never say die. <laughs> Okay. And as a heavy set person, I have often been asked to do the truffle shuffle. So <laughs> that and you know, quite for quite some time, uh, between like the ages of like eighteen and twenty-one, people called me funky junk. So which is why if anyone has me on something like PlayStation or anything like that, that's the reason for that name. <laughs> oh, there we go. I suppose it's better than fat one. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Number three is E.T. Just, you can't see the face he's pulling, but he's just shaking his head and looking disprovingly. And I don't... I get why it's there. I argue the position... I do think it's one of the more overrated films no. of the decade. The only thing I can think that's wrong with the film is if I went into my shed and found that hiding in there, I would stove his head in with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Mike. <laughs> I'll be right here. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, love it. Uh, number two. I'm con- I am concerned about your final two. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at my list and I'm like, he's not said that, he's not said that, he's not said that, he's not said that, he's not said that. But pray tell, what's number two? Number two is Indiana Jones. Oh, God. Oh, palpitations. <laughs> yes. Uh, just what more needs to be said? It's Indiana Jones. Ba-da-da-da. Just, thank you for finally picking that up. Uh, yeah, no. So the thing is, great series of films. Indiana wait. Jones. It, I tell you what, it was great, and it was amazing. And then it just kept getting better when they added Sean Connery into the mix. Yeah. In the Last Crusade, just um, amazing. And then they let it down just a little bit when they brought in Shia LaBeouf, but. Where most people hate that film, the I I thought it was pretty good up until maybe the ending. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just think No, you see no, you see, I I get pissed off, right? Because people go on about the ending and stuff like, oh he's so unrealistic and blah de blah de blah de blah. Well, go back to fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark, dickhead. Yeah. You've got a fucking (laughs) mystical box that souls are coming out of and melting Nazis' faces. Right? Was that realistic? That's why I don't hate it, because that's what the films are about. They're about these weird artefacts that no one knows what they do and all this kind of crap. Um, So just if they wanted to make it an alien race, let them make it an alien race. It was still or Temple of Doom when you've got a monster by a monster by and a dude puts (laughs) his hand in that guy's chest and they're all brainwashed. Yeah. It's like, just, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, which leaves my number one, which is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Now, <laughs> as ready to drive to your house. <laughs> no, of course, it's Back to the Future. You still, you still silent. Back to the Future is top for me. It's brilliant. So many things. It's not. No, it's not that I've got. I have not got a problem with Back to the Future. Mm, it just doesn't make your top spot. I'm just amazed. Uh, I'm amazed that no, my top spot. Well, I'm amazed at something you've left off. Beetlejuice. Put it that way. No. Incidentally, Beetlejuice was number twenty-one on my list. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm. See, I've got a list underneath my top 20 of ones that I wanted to put oh, on. No, 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 but I wait, can't. wait for your honourable mentions till the end. <sighs> right, okay. After my list. Um, but no, Back to the Future, yeah, I don't have an issue with that being number one. I think it's brilliant. What a great set of films. Did you um, know that Again, featured... the third one was strong. Yeah, um, which in any trilogy, the third one is always generally the worst one. Yeah, make or break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some surprising uh, little tidbits about that film. 
Um, did you know there was a young Elijah Wood in that film? In part two? I did not. Yes, in part two, where, no. he, where he goes to 2015 and he's in Cafe 80s. He's one of the two boys that are at the video game arcade in the cafe. Ah. Incidentally, it's no, also, I did not know that. Incidentally, the second film is also the reason the Screen Actors Guild also now has to put into place that all contracts for films have to include like uh, clauses for like sequels so that if someone chooses not to come back from a film for a second film or a third film or whatever, they have the right to use their likeness in future films. Because... Ah, uh, uh, Crispin Glover. Yes, he ended up suing them and he won... Seven hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Oh, I see. Did my research. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, love and those films. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, a worthy number one. Yes. Not my number one, but a worthy number one. <laughs> I'm guessing Indiana Jones is probably your top one. No, actually. Really? But wait no longer. Go for it. <laughs> to find out. Go on. So, coming in at number 20, which may surprise some people, is Dirty Dancing. Now, I grew up in a house with two sisters. So, Dirty Dancing was on a hell of a lot. Um... But it is a good film, and the Dirty Dancing medley has got me many a young lady over the years when it comes on in a club or something. It's just a great tune to pull to. So um, <laughs> it has a has a, a soft spot. Um, but no, great film. Patrick Swayze, quality, um, and an excuse to get him in there since I couldn't justify Roadhouse. So, um, yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Number 19. Roadhouse. Um, number 19, Police Academy, as we've already discussed. Uh, so I won't say any more on that. Number 18, Robocop. <clears throat> yep. What, what a great film. Where he just goes around and shoots crooks in the balls, basically, <laughs> with his epic gun. And uh, yeah, what a brilliant film. One of the first films I watched that had some seriously inappropriate language in it for the age I was, <laughs> because we got somebody to go and rent it for us. Um, not because my parents let me watch it. My parents are both teachers. There was no way they were going to let me watch a film full of fucks and bastards. But um, <laughs> yeah, just a great film. Yeah, brilliant. I concur, and it is in my honourable mentions. Not all lost then. Number 17, Top Gun, which we didn't speak about much on yours, so... No. We can talk about it. It feels like forever ago, and Tom Cruise hasn't changed that much, <laughs> which is quite scary. Yeah, Scientology is doing something for us. What a great film. Yeah, just a brilliant film and stereotypical 80s film. Though I would say that um, Take My Breath is possibly the dullest song in the history of the world. Yeah. It's literally just dung, 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 dung. 
Dum dum, dum dum for three and a half minutes. Like, oh, you get the point. Shut the fuck up. Move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, re- really, really great film. Stereotypical great eighties film. Uh, speaking of cracking soundtracks, coming in at sixteen, Highlander. The soundtrack was done, of course, by Queen. Um, I love Highlander. I like the films, and I watched the series when that was on as well, and really, really liked that um, as well. So, yeah, loved Highlander. Uh, Highlander 2 doesn't make very much sense, but, nah. <laughs> it was more Sean Connery. Um, so, yeah, like Highlander. Uh, number 15... Lethal Weapon, as we covered in Mike's list. Mm-hmm. Number 14, Beverly Hills Cop, which we also had in Mike's list. There's a string of these. Number 13, Ghostbusters, which we also had in Mike's list. Yeah. And I didn't hate Ghostbusters 2, for the record. And it gets a lot of hate, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, no. Um, number 12... Gremlins, <laughs> as previously discussed. Uh, number 11, The Goonies, okay. as previously discussed. Number 10, Indiana Jones, as previously discussed. Mm-hmm. This is where it changes slightly. So coming in at number nine, now, I can't believe this wasn't on your list, and I don't think you've actually seen all of this film, but to anybody else in the world, I would go, you remind me of the babe. And they would reply with, what babe? And we would go through the whole fucking song because it's Labyrinth. And what a fantastic, weird film it is with David Barry and his cock, basically. That's pretty god piece. <laughs> no, you are absolutely right. I have not seen all of Labyrinth. Even... In fact, you're not even qualified to write a top 20 on the 80s list of films if you haven't watched all of Labyrinth. Honestly, you put it on Facebook. I dare you, right? I dare you to put a status on Facebook right now and just put, you remind me of the babe, and within two minutes, the song will be completed. It probably could be, or would be. I'm just saying, at this moment in time, have not seen all of Labyrinth. Well, bloody watches, your homework... (laughs) (laughs) coming in at number eight and again I'm amazed this wasn't on your list Aliens no didn't like it what Alien the first one or any of them just didn't like any of them Aliens is just amazing another time where the sequel was so much better than the first one it's got Bill Paxton at his best. There are the walls, man. It's just, oh, it's, it's such a good film. And, and probably the most iconic line in film history of get away from her, you bitch. Like, I can't believe you don't like aliens. Yeah, just not a fan. I apologize oh. to anyone out there who does. I just don't. I mean, don't get me started on all the latest ones, like Prometheus and all that shit, because they're just a bit fucking weird. But 
oh, Aliens is like the height of 80s sci-fi-ish. Because mm-hmm. there is another serious franchise to mention in the 80s. <laughs> so number seven, as I said, was Die Hard, same as Mike. The only one that we actually totally agree on. Fair enough. Um, number six, Batman, as we discussed extensively. Uh, number five, Back to the Future. Good. As we've also covered. At least, hit, at least it hit your now top five. Now, this is where... Hey? At least it hit your top five. True. Now, from here on out, nothing in my top four was in your list. Go on, then. Number four, Flash Gordon. Okay, fair enough. And again, soundtrack by Queen. What a fucking epic film. It's shit, but it knows it's shit. So that makes it amazing. Okay. If that makes any sense to you. It knows it's campy. It knows, you know, what it is. Yeah. And again, one of the most epic film lines ever Gordon's alive and immortalized Brian Blessed. <laughs> um, I love that film. Love it. Uh, number three, The Running Man. Okay, yeah. Now, no Arnold Schwarzenegger films appeared on your list. No. And I, I can't believe that. The powerhouse that was Arnie in the eighties. Most of the eighties, uh, most of the Arnie films that I like were made early nineties. Like I prefer Terminator Two over the original Terminator. As do I, which is why Terminator didn't appear on the list. T Two was, again, another brilliant, yeah, brilliant sequel. Um, but I, you know, you can't ignore things like Total Recall. Total Recall in 1990. Was it 99? So I'm glad I ignored it then. (laughs) Great film, three boobs. That's all I was thinking at that point. I was 11 (laughs) and like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Boobies. Um, Commando, just some cracking films. Yeah. And I'm a bit surprised that no Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Made it into your list. Just some more his early 1990s films. There would have been loads of films on that list that he made if we were doing a 90s list. True. And we undoubtedly will at some point. Yeah. Number two, another thing that I am absolutely gobsmacked that didn't make your list Star Wars. Again, we had this discussion. And I said I wasn't putting it on my list because we'd recently discussed our top five Star Wars films. Now, and as anyone who has listened to this podcast previously will know that we bleed Star Wars. So I felt it irrelevant to put on the list. I was putting other films before that. No, I I couldn't ignore the fact that my two favourite Star Wars films are in that decade. Star Wars dominated the 80s. And... You know, The Empire Strike Back is almost a perfect film. Mm. And even if we weren't franchising it, Empire would have been sat there. Um, I don't feel it can be ignored. So That's fair enough. That's But I chose to put other 
80s films that we've struggled with. Well, like fucking Ed the Duck. No, Howard the Duck. And Sorry, Howard the Duck. Don't Not get me wrong. I, loved, I loved Howard the Duck. Don't, <laughs> mock, don't mock my number 20. I mock it when things like The Running Man and Star Wars are off the list. But Again, I've like explained why Star Wars Howard is not on the Duck. list. I just think it's remiss of you not to have it on there, personally. Does this mean... Now, uh, moving on to my number one. Is your number one full metal jacket? Well, no, it's not. Um, again, that was another one that was close to being on my list. Um, I've got things that I'm going to read out as well afterwards that uh, didn't make the list. Um, I'm guessing that nobody will guess my number one. Oh, I think I can give no, you a hundred guesses. I know. You get it. One more guess. Oh, only because we've discussed it. Spaceballs. Go on then. Yeah, it is Spaceballs, which you wouldn't have got if we hadn't discussed it the other day. No, because um, it's on my honourable mention. It's because I, I think it's hilarious. Film. But in terms of nostalgia films for me, like I just I have others above that. I love it. I think Rick Moranis oh. in it is top level. And oh, it is his yeah. best film by a mile. And it's got John Candy in it, so that redeems it. For what I was saying. But just want to catch Bill uh, Bill Paxton in it, John Candy, Rick Moranis, obviously Mel Brooks. And if you have never seen Spaceballs and you just want to watch a really stupid film, then watch it because it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think it's absolutely and it spoofs like every sci-fi that came before it. <laughs> it's just outrageously ridiculous and I love it and it makes me laugh. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, I'll admit it's, it was very. It's, I didn't want to leave it off my list because I think it's amazing. But for me, eleven through twenty was pure nostalgia for me, um, in terms of what I remember more than anything. And I think at the time going through the list of films we had before us, I went. Yeah, just these. Like, uh, I could sit back and watch Howard the Duck, like, tonight. Wouldn't bother me. In fact, we've watched Back to the Future Part 2 tonight already. Because we watched the first <laughs> part the other day, so. But, no, for, for me, it's, yeah, I, I think partly it's because I would have struggled to pick a number one out of some of the others. Mm. But Spaceball stands on its own, whereas the others that would have been in contention possibly would have been franchises. Yeah. Which is which is why some of the franchises appear a little bit higher up my list. The Back to the Futures and Indiana Joneses and the Beverly Hills Cops, Lethal Weapons, Highlander, you know, Police Academy, they're all franchises, which I felt that... Um, if we'd not been on franchises, this would be a top 100, not a top 20. Well, it would have been a top 20 of Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Lethal Weapon and Police Academy. <laughs> but uh, Go on and give us your honourable mentions. You want my honourable mentions? Bear with, because I've put my list down. 
I, I can tell you right now, it includes Karate Kid. Yeah, that was in my honourable mentions. Beetlejuice. Yeah, and mine. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, and mine. Uncle Book. That didn't appear. You're a terrible person. All right, Mister. I've never watched <laughs> Labyrinth. Field of Dreams. Really? Yeah, I love Field of Dreams. It's a bit dull, personally. Okay, there we go. Fair enough. Uh, Platoon. Yeah. Risky that business. Epic scene where he's, uh, Willem Dafoe's on his knees. Yeah. Just like ah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, risky business. Yeah. Uh, full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that made mine. Robocop. Spaceballs. Stand By Me. Uh, Stand and Deliver. And stupidly, Naked Gun, because I thought it was a funny spoof. And I still think the first one is funny. I don't think the rest of them... I think the rest of them are too forced. Um, but yeah, the first I one was you. funny. Um, I, I, yeah. I nearly I nearly put airplane on that list only because of the line delivered by like the ten year old girl who asks for a coffee and she like she she asks for it how she likes her men strong and black. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, my honourable mentions that weren't included in your honourable mentions. Mm -hmm. uh, Flight of the Navigator. I haven't seen that. Oh, never ending story. Oh, never ending story. Uh, yeah. uh, the Last Starfighter, that was a great film. Mm -hmm. Weird Science. Again, yeah, forgot about Weird Science. Yeah. Um, Tango and Cash, which is not the most well known film in the world, but it's got Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell in it, and it's just, it's immense. Great film. Um, Predator. Yeah, I can see that. Another great Arnie film. Uh, one that was really hard for me to leave out because as a, as a kid, it freaked me out. Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Producer used to absolutely freak me out. Um, what a classic, classic film. Um, Short Circuits, in my honourable mentions... Um, and Beetle, yeah, Beetlejuice we've done. So, and I know that there's films we've missed out. Oh, undoubtedly. In there. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Even yeah. as, like, the honourable mentions, you were like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. But there's yeah. just so many. Yeah. This is it. And, you know, I, I would encourage our, our listeners to um, just try and give that a go. Try and put your top 20 in some sort of order for the 80s films because oh. it's not an easy task. So uh, I have one more, two more honourable mentions. Rocky. Yeah. And The Princess Bride. Yeah, another great film. I did consider Ernest Goes to Camp because I thought those films were stupidly funny. Um but, uh, we missed out National Lampoon films as well. Yeah, yeah, but there were so many of them, so you can't, and you can't really go National Lampoon, just everything. Porkies. <laughs> you know, 
Animal well, House. Could... Christmas Porkies. vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Good old Porkies. Um yeah, so that that was our top twenty eighties films. I'm guessing this may um produce some discussion. <laughs> I hope it will because and like you say give it a go yourselves and just see how much you squirm putting these films into one into order and two getting them down to 20 because it's so hard yeah I found putting them in order was easier than trying to decide on which 20 to put in an order <laughs> my, my top three was easy to put in, in and um, 11 to, to, to nine, uh, 20 was easy to do it was between it was four to ten that I found difficult. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just very, very challenging. So, yes, that, that was our top five. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to do so at podcastgetloose at gmail.com. Also, you can join us on our Facebook page, which is Get Loose The Podcast. Um, type in on Facebook, come and find us, join the group. Um, it's a chance for you to interact with us and give us any ideas that you want for the show. We are also available now on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Spotify. So please subscribe on those. Tell your friends about us um, because we might be able to make them giggle. So people of Britain think that they're badly off with uh, Boris. I would like to turn people's attention to America at this point in time. Um, With Mr. President Donald Trump. Mr. President for only another 10, 11 days. Well, that's unless they go into civil war. Well, I mean... I think we can say after Tuesday night's actions, uh, it might be safe <laughs> safe to say that it's a possibility. Um, well, on the bright side, they've already got enough guns. Well, that's true. So at least it wouldn't, wouldn't uh, fund a black market trade in ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not going down without a fight, is he? The, the thing with it is... Obviously, the, when he made the the speech on television, they were in the midst of just beginning the the Senate vote for confirming the next president. And then a matter of hours later, obviously, it started off as a very peaceful protest, just people, you know, viewing their voicing their opinions outside the Capitol building, and then. For some reason, um, it escalated from there. I, I don't know why. All I know is that by the time they were done and they got in the building, uh, there was a bloke with a set of Viking horns and a, a fur jacket who'd painted himself white and blue stood in the uh, the speaker's chair. The Vikings. Oh, I don't know, man. These, <laughs> these, these Danes coming over here, and now they're over <laughs> in America. <laughs> I no. think I think it's the first time that that building's had a siege laid to it since we were in charge. Yeah, I think and by so. we I don't mean you and me. No, <laughs> I mean, me England. Uh, yes, 
back um, in the 1700s. See, if we've never let them take it off us, we wouldn't be in this situation now, would we? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe it's time we took it back. <laughs> now, these... Uh, the, the stupid thing is, is obviously they, they stormed the building um, and watching some of the footage, like they, they got in the building through windows, through doors. But even after that, when, you know, um, Capitol Police were trying to keep everything calm and trying to keep them into a confined area of the Capitol building after having evacuated all the um, the people of the senators. Yeah, senators. And um, and yet, when other people made their way in after they'd already broken in, like there's just footage of them just like hitting windows, trying to like prove a point, like smash another window. Like you're in the building, mate. What you got to prove? Yeah, you're walking not... through the door. You don't need to hit the window of the door that you're walking through. Going, yeah, I'm it's a mob mentality, in it. Yeah, but just to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Uh huh. Go on. Well, my point is that if he didn't have support, and he clearly does, and an awful lot of it, for people to feel this passionately about it, you know, this has not happened before. Because the man makes stupid promises, though. Yeah, but the thing is, not everybody who is following him has got to be a retard. Oh, I'm sorry, have right? you not seen any of the interviews with the people no, no, who stormed no. the building? I didn't say... I didn't say that some of them weren't. But, you know, not everyone that supports Trump can be, you know, not have the mental capacity. So I do think that there is a little bit more to it. And for anybody to say that there is no corruption in the American election uh, procedures, I think is I'm, naive. Because I guarantee saying, there is. I'm not saying but, there's no corruption. But... You know, he paid three million for them to recount the vote in Detroit, and he lost another eighty-seven votes. Well, I know, but <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Though there's something it doesn't quite add up. Well, it was always going to be a difficult election, wasn't it? Because they they did the postal vote, which they normally do, but it was extended um, in receiving their vote as long as it was in that building. By a certain time on a certain day, it had to be counted. Now, I'm not saying there, well, there might not have been errors made in that and like other votes came in a bit later, which that's fair enough. But what he's claiming is all out fraud, like no one voted for Biden at all. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not <clears throat> supporting that. I'm just saying that it does seem a bit weird. And also, Biden voters were more likely to vote by post than. Trump voters and I wonder whether that had a part to play but I think the biggest thing in this election is that nobody expected it to be even vaguely close no everybody I mean, was predicting a landslide for Biden yeah and that didn't happen and it's not very often that the political commentators get it that wrong and it just makes me think there's an awful lot that we don't know the thing with it is that it's it works a it works a lot uh, very similar to how it works over here, isn't it? It's the number of seats per um, electoral college which stands for that state. Yeah. Um, so, but it's 
It's it's baffling because it. I mean, technically it was a landslide vote, but the votes themselves were incredibly close. The popular vote was close, but the electoral college seats, Biden won massively because he to took be fair, Georgia and Arizona. I don't know why they don't just have it one state, one vote, because it just be that makes sense to me. Yeah, but then the same thing would be over here, really, because we don't have the amount of counties that we have MPs, do we? No. No. That's what I mean, though. So it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, because, what, is it 52 they've got now? 51? Uh, I think it's 51 states. So it's perfect, then? Yeah, because of the Samuel Jackson film, the fifty-first state. Fifty-first state, yeah. Um, so no, and I agree. yeah, whoever the first to twenty-six states wins. Yeah, that would make more sense to me. But yeah, what I'm saying is, it's such a convoluted system, and you know, somebody winning could win five states and not out, you know, get more votes than someone who wins one. Seems a bit weird to me. Yeah, but I think that um, there's a lot of room in there for stuff to go on that we don't know about oh, i'm not absolutely. saying he should be re-elected i mean the man clearly is not all there have you but, seen him i mean have you seen him dance it looks like he's wanking okay. off two men oh, <laughs> yeah I've seen that. um but um yeah there's something not quite right there and I do think that the world kind of made its own problem with Trump. Because before he'd even done anything, everybody was on him. And that just made him worse. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from. Um but I mean some of the some of the because I mean like he he made he, he stated his pledge to run and then he started his campaign trail. And all kinds of things came out. I mean, he sat on national television and basically threatened to fuck his own daughter. I don't think it was a threat. No, he was, oh, sorry, sorry, if I, sorry if, if, if I wasn't married to Melania, my daughter is the kind of girl that I would sleep with. I just think he was trying to say that she was a very attractive woman. No, just in a really <laughs> creepy, terrible way. But I'm sorry, right? So, you're, so let's say... It's you're running for president, <laughs> and and you turn around and go, oh yeah, my daughter's the kind of girl that I'd be sleeping with. No, no, that those words are never going to leave your mouth, are they? No, but the no, thing is, if I was when I do run for president, um, <laughs> I, I want to see say, a birth certificate. <laughs> no, president of the world, Mike. Ah, um, right, okay. Surely that's I overlord, would... not president. Well, I would package it as president because overlord sounds a bit dictatory. Well, um, you know. <laughs> I would say, if I was trying to make a point like that, I'd be like, you know, oh, yeah, my daughter's a beautiful young lady. I'm sure she won't have any problem finding a husband or, you know, whatever like that. Yeah. And I think that's probably what he was trying to get at, but just in the most horrendous way. Because um, okay. he's, not, he's not blessed with, you know... The vocabulary, is he? Well, the man can't pronounce the word statistics. <laughs> he can't pronounce a lot of things. He can't pronounce a lot of things, no. <laughs> um, uh, I blame China. 
China it's all China's problem <laughs> fake news fake media fake news and I also think that it just proves that um, the president of the United States of America should not be on fucking Twitter no, no, absolutely <laughs> or not. Or Facebook or anything. No. Um, yeah, just no. The problem is, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how it happened, um, but, the, you know, him becoming president, I just don't understand it. I don't, it, it baffles my mind. It really does because the man, you know, he's, he's at that age where, yes, he's come from a certain background well he's lived through certain history things and you know still uses vocabulary that we deem unacceptable today or vague terms of that manner um but then he's also like very bigoted <laughs> you know like i'll say are oh, you just grabbing by the pussy like no no mate that's not how you <laughs> shake hands with a woman like it's 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 despicable. maybe it should be or, or you know um <laughs> oh, nice, nice nice to meet you <laughs> no mate no let's not let's not get we just kind lost of all our female listeners that's i'm sorry it was so, a joke it was a joke but then like also like oh, i'll go out there and i'll i'll kiss the I'll kiss the women, I'll kiss the children, I'll kiss the men. I don't want to, but I will do if I have to. Like, okay, that's fine. We get it. That's Donald. progress. We get it, Donald. You're straight, but you don't have to threaten to kiss men to get them. The, the, the thing is, though, that the Donald comes from that generation of that if they find out that somebody's gay, they immediately think that they want them. Yeah. You know, and you and I have experienced people like this. Well, he's gay. He must want to, you know, fuck me because I'm a man and no, I'm anything is basically what they're saying. That's what that point of view says. Yeah. Um, they immediately feel threatened. And, yeah, Donald, I don't think there's going to be people lining up, men lining up. No. For you. Um, what worries me slightly, though, is I don't necessarily think that Biden is the answer because... I don't think Biden's he's, the answer. He's very old, and he doesn't seem quite all there either. No, I would say out of anyone that's currently standing in office or heading into office, Kamala Harris is probably the best suited. Yeah, well, I think that's what they've done. They've used Biden to get it, and then he'll pop his clogs, and off she goes. Yeah, or, um, heaven forbid, after, given everything that's happened over this last week, someone will take a pot shot at him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think it'll happen. Well, I am looking forward to The Rock running in 2024. <laughs> See, that's it's coming. Something. And <laughs> every president, presidential speech he gives, he has to cut it like a wrestling promo. <laughs> so, like, whatever state he's in, you know, <laughs> finally, <laughs> The Rock has come back. To Texas. The crowd goes wild. And then at the end of it, if you smell what the rock is cooking. And then he's No, it, it, it wouldn't be what the rock is cooking. It'd be can you smell what POTUS is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more the 
the thing that disappoints me more is that when Biden stepped out to make a speech to ask people to, you know, cease and desist from the building, uh, you know, bear in mind they went in there, they trashed that place. Um, he asked, oh, is he, he asked them to cease and desist. He asked the president to make a speech asking people to stand down and to go home. And when he did step up and go onto TV, he said, you know, um, he didn't ask them to stop. He said, go, you can go home now. We love you. You're special. Like, he, I mean, they're special, but not, not in the way that he's <laughs> on about. <laughs> but again, if the rock was in charge, he'd just run out of there, a couple of rock bottoms, a couple of people's elbows, jobs oh, done. Damn straight. That man doesn't need secret service. <laughs> Honestly, that is what I'm looking forward to um, I would in the next presidential election. I reckon it will happen. I seriously do think it will I, happen. I don't think it will. Probably not with the promos and rock bottoms and stuff. I don't think he'll run for president. I don't think I it think, will happen. I think it will. I think he will. I think it, it, he'll give it a good shot. I think that would be a landslide victory because if you don't like what he stands for, you just like The Rock. So. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be even better than when Obama came on uh, WWE and he was like, if you smell what Barack is cooking, I was like, yes, yes, Obama. Can you imagine at WrestleMania 43, the president of the United States of America versus, it'd be amazing. Ah, oh, Dwayne Johnson for president, Tom Hanks for vice president. Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, I want this to happen. <laughs> the Rock laying the smack down on everybody's candy asses. But make it happen. <laughs> I want uh, Wilson in charge of Secretary of Defence. Wilson! What? What, so the volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched that the other night. That's another yeah. time of reference film I watched the other night. It's a cracking film. Considering that there's only like two people in a volleyball in it, pretty much, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. The only thing I would question in that film is he has four years, right? And he doesn't even build a fucking treehouse. If I was trapped on an island for four years, I'd have a fucking palm tree mansion on that beach. A palm tree mansion. <laughs> yes. It would just be bored, wouldn't you? So you build all sorts of shit. Yeah. I, I, I need to rewatch that film to really comment on it fully. Well, I do have one big problem, and that's the ending. You never find out what's in that fucking parcel that he's been hanging on to for four years. Do you know? The, at the beginning, no, at the beginning, he finds all these parcels. Yeah, and he yeah, opens well, most of them. Yeah, I know. At and the then, end, he delivers the parcels. Yeah, he and keeps this kept me going. Yeah, he, he takes it, and it turns out it's his fit cowgirl, and it's alluded to that he's going to drive back up the track and go and you know sort her out. But grab you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to grab the ball by the horns, but if you want to be a misogynist, that's uh, fine. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, that's the inner Donald coming out. <laughs> But yeah, you know, you never see him open that parcel, and it's annoying. Yeah, fair enough. I thought you you saw her open it. Never mind. 
No, you do not. Oh. Anyway, shall we um, move on to some beef? We shall. You've got... You've got... You've got... Beef. So, Michael, you have some beefy goodness for us this week. I do. After two weeks, we are bringing the beefs back. The beefs are back in town. So, let's get started. Beef is back in town. (laughs) I knew you'd do that if I get you the line. (laughs) Yeah, feed me. Feed me more. So we'll start with the first one. First one this week is from Mitch. And Mitch says, why does he get so much hate for wanting to do a face mask? Um, <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. Right. Um, so he says every time he tells someone he what he's just spending the night at home and he's going to do a face mask, he gets, get, he gets called gay straight away. Like, he says, if I want to do a Himalayan mud mask, then I will. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh. Oh, God. Um, Honestly. Well, Mitch, it's because society is bred to humiliate people that do these so-called feminine things. And it's not that the fact that the act itself is homosexual is the perception of the act that is. However... If you had sent me a message saying that, I would have laughed and immediately replied, gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We shouldn't laugh because we we ask people to send us their beefs and and then we spend someone sent... No, but it's only because I know it's a mate of yours and I can just imagine you replying to that message. In a very similar fashion to what I've just said. Well, he, so when he messaged to say that, and it ended with, if I want to do a Himalayan mud mask, then I will. So I put, yeah, you go, girl. If it, if it wasn't a mate of yours, I probably wouldn't have reacted the same way. But no, um, no. it's just society. It's you know the same that two girls can walk down the street holding hands and nobody bats an eyelid. But if two lads do it, oh, it must be gay. You know, what I mean, it's yeah, just the funny. way that society is. You know, if you want to have good skin and open up those pores, my friend, you go for it. I've got, I've got no qualms with people doing with blokes doing face masks you know it's the end of i think that the the humor from that comes more from the fact that he's very specific about what face mask he wants (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah yeah i get you so unfortunately mitch um we 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 um sympathize sympathize with your plight, um, but still, you go, girl. Still, still going to rip the piss out of you, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cold, Mike. That is cold. Ah, uh, it's all right. It's fine. I'm sure he'll I get do. over it's it. Probably, it's probably a good job that it's cold because it'll help him recover from that burn. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. Um, our next beef comes from Robert. 
Um, his beef is that obviously the last week or so we've been getting snow across the country. And he says, why in films they make it look so easy to drive in snow, but when it actually happens, it's awful. Her, I think, and um, I think that's I think it's mainly because films don't want to give off the perception that when it snows, all hell breaks loose because the film would not continue beyond getting stuck at that red light. I, I think I would also say that most of these films are in other countries and they seem to deal with snow a lot better than us. Yeah. You know, the, the world doesn't stop elsewhere for snow. <laughs> Just that we can't deal with it. No. In places like... And I... because, because we get it so infrequently that, you know, I've only driven in serious snow probably three times. And yeah. I've been driving for 22 years. So, you know, great, it might have been a week or so at a time. And don't get me wrong, like, it was horrendous. And it does take concentration to drive in that sort of weather. Yeah, I've done But it because it's so infrequent, people don't get to build up experience no, in driving in dead snow. So it's... It's difficult. You might get somebody that passed their test five years ago and hasn't driven in snow. So when it comes, they've just got no way of dealing with it. So that's probably the answer in this country. We just don't get enough of it for people to develop the skill. Fair enough. I know um, when we had the beast from the east back in 2018, I had to drive through that on my bike. And that was horrendous. I just to the point where I gave up halfway and like pushed my bike through the snow home. Halfway. To be fair, I would imagine that almost any journey on your bike is horrendous. No. <laughs> to be fair, my bike's not. Yeah. It's, my bike's not an awful bike. You know, it has the speed that it needs. <laughs> I'm glad you added that. Because I've been anybody who's got time. visions of Mike driving around at 120 mile an hour no. on his inverted commas bike well it is a bike it's a moped doesn't matter it's still a bike no it's a moped yeah, it has two wheels it's a bike it's a moped just because you drive like dan the bardney causeway at like 140 no i don't sorry 120 only once when i was testing a car <laughs> To be fair, driving down that road at that speed, you take your life into your own hands because it's that bloody bumpy now. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't anymore. My uh, my days of driving everywhere ridiculously fast is behind me. It's that final little like hill bump as you approach the bridge. Like, now that, that, that I, you'll take off on that. No, I have seen that happen. I was following my mate once. I was in what was I in? I was in the Audi A6. Mm. And he was in a little souped-up 206, and he hit that at 110 well, and took off. took off. And like paper now, I, I was following him, and my suspension just sort of went... Because <laughs> obviously there's a lot more car. Yeah. So my, the Audi barely battled an eyelid. But yeah, he took off. And uh, yeah, quite scary. Quite scary to watch. I'm sure he it was squeaky bum time. 
<laughs> Squeaky <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, snow, that's why we can't deal with snow. Plus in Lincoln as well, Lincoln is one big fucking hill. So it does just cause absolute chaos. Fair enough. Next beef. Uh, from Josh. Now, Josh's beefs have appeared before on this podcast, and he's come in with another one. And he's currently working night shifts, and he wants to know why the delivery driver keeps knocking on his door and ringing his bell loads when he can see you can see the curtains are closed and stuff. And we we discussed this because he came in the other day, and uh, we'll go off what you said. Leave a note on the door. Yeah, pretty much. The delivery driver won't know that you work nights, and um, a lot of because I work for Hermes, um, a lot of people do work nights and they do tend to leave notes on the door saying, "Don't ring the bell, please." Yeah, and or they'll they when they order they'll put instructions on leaving shed, yeah, or whatever. So you just need to do that, mate, um, because they don't know any different. No, not serious. They're not they're not familiar with your house. Unless you've, yeah, the the same, unless you've had the same driver for years, um, and you, you know they, you know they've come to your door several times and whatnot, and you you sort of develop that um, social interaction, or they get a feel for like, oh, this bloke doesn't answer, he must, but there's a car in the drive, so he must work nights. I'll just leave it in a safe place. Or, yeah, or a neighbour will take it in one day and say, oh, he works nights, and you get to learn that knowledge. Yeah. At the end of the day, this goes for every courier. They just want to get their parcels delivered. They don't want to upset anybody. They don't want to get bad feedback and stuff. They just want to go in, knock on the door, deliver their parcel, or go in, put it where the customer wants it, and go. You know, so yeah, yeah leave them a note, mate. Yeah. Cool beans. Our last beef for the week um, comes from Olivia. <clears throat> it's um, a bit of a different one, this one. Um, she she believes that sex workers and online sex workers need more respect. Um, I'll put a disclaimer on this. So she has an OnlyFans page and she was um, shocked to discover that um, someone had paid, or someone that she considered a friend had paid to access these photos and then sent them to random people on the internet um, and then body shamed her for having an OnlyFans page and um, said she was, why couldn't they send them out to other people, random people across the, the Tinder web because she was already doing it. To which her response was, well, it's a paid thing, you know, um, but it's not. I haven't put them up there for free um, to show myself off to the world. Um, it's a, well, you can it's have, a but not for free. No, yeah, but exactly. I would say it is. It's a douchebag act to body shame somebody. Yep. Right, and you know, in the world we live in, like most people have access or do access some sort of porn or you know, yeah. adult content, yeah. shall we say. And, you know, the people that provide this service, because it is a service to people, um, do deserve some respect. So, you know, I do think that that is a shitbag move. 
However, I also say that you do leave yourself open to it. Um, this is the thing. First, when you do something like that and people pay to to access those, they've got access to it. There's nothing stopping them screenshotting those pictures or downloading them or anything like that. So if they want to and they're malicious enough, they're going to send those out to other people. Um, it's just, unfortunately, one of those burdens that you, you have to bear. It'd yeah, be, it'd, it'd be different if you'd send intimate photos of yourself to an, to a boyfriend and then you broke up and then he sent those pictures on to some to other people. That's a completely different scenario. But when you've put yourself out there in order for money back, it is one of those burdens you're going to have to deal with. Not that we don't sympathise with it because what they've done in that scenario is uh, awful. I do sympathise. Yeah, it's just not not cool, bro. Not cool. Um, And like I say, everybody has... Well, not everybody, but let's go for... I'm sure that 80% of of men and women between the ages of 18 and 30 have access to some sort of porn website or an OnlyFans or, you know, let's face it, the internet is for porn. What's porn? And I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know the penis. <laughs> no, uh, oh, yeah. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's the... You know, so, you know, it's, it's perfectly normal for people to, you know, look at men or women or whatever floats your vote. Yeah. Because, you know, as a society, we do this. So, yes, so sex workers um, should get some respect because they are providing a service. Yeah. And, you know, people will laugh and giggle at that, but, you know, they are people too. They're not just a set of boobs. Boobs. That's it, um, really. Yeah. No, like you say, people people don't go into the co-op and just start laughing at co-op staff. Or well, they've not got the tits hanging out. No, but what I'm saying is, (laughs) it's it's a similar sort of thing. Is it's a customer service, technically. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know. Um, so maybe we should do that. We could uh, open a new chain of supermarkets. But what do you Naked call it? supermarkets. Naked supermarkets. I don't know. But they'd always have a flash sale on. Bush- <laughs> bushings? Playoff budgings? <laughs> Bush- bushings? That's weak, man. I know. I, I, was, I was struggling. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll come to me. But not today, it won't. Send in your suggestions for our naked supermarket name. <laughs> not, not, not us working naked in the supermarket. Just we own it. No, nobody needs to see that. No, um, absolutely not. No. Anyway, was that was the final beef? It was the final beef. Uh, they so we'll be back next week again. One final thing before we sign off this week, um, we are venturing into. The world of YouTube, because when when we were doing our Star Wars top five the other day, and it took forever, <laughs> we decided that 
this is probably something that we could talk about for a long time and not just Star Wars and, um, you know, other sci-fi um, and fantasy stuff. So we decided that the best media for this would be to do a YouTube show. Now, I'm not 100% sure when this is going to drop, but we are recording it this week. Uh, so if you're bored in the week, just type in Get Loose on YouTube and hopefully you'll find it. Because we are going to call it Get Loose Sci-Fi Star Wars slash Star Trek, just for those keywords, special. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it should be relatively easy to find. And we will have our Geek of the Week special guest, uh, Alan, who is a massive Trekkie. Um, so yes, that will come up in it. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, he will be joining it. us. Just to clarify, it's not going to be just Star Wars and Star Trek. We are covering sci-fi across the board. We are. What, what we're going to do is we're going to have a top five sci-fi shows. So, you know, there'll be three of us doing a top five, which will undoubtedly breed discussion. Um, oh, it will. It absolutely will, because I know Star Trek's definitely going to hit the top of Alan's list. No, but the, the thing is with that, though, which Star Trek? Because there's so many. Mm. There's five series, original series, Next Gen, DS9, uh, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, Picard. There's seven different Star Trek series. Oh, well, he's going to have a hard time picking a top five then, isn't he? Exactly. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. So we will cover all things sci-fi. Um, but Alan's specialist subject is Star Trek. So Alan and I, because Mike isn't much of a Trekkie, we will be picking our fantasy crew um, from all Star Trek. So like I said, seven series and all the films to choose from too. And we will build our fantasy crew. So look out for that on YouTube. Um, thank you very much for taking part in the polls uh, on Facebook and joining us each week, each week. We are building. It's a slow burn, but we are building and we do really appreciate it. Yes, keep sending us your suggestions as well. We will put up another poll for next week's top five. Um, but feel free to throw us your suggestions and keep sending us your beefs because otherwise we will not have a beef section. <laughs> there will be a vegan section. We don't uh, no. want that. No. <laughs> but um, yeah please share it out there we've got all those different platforms that we're on now um, if everybody who listened shared it with two or three people that would expand our reach greatly um, and help us to give a better show because I feel the more input we get from people the, the better the show will become yeah, this, um, is, this show isn't just based on our opinions. We want your opinions as well, which is why we ask for your beefs and we ask for your top five suggestions and anything you want to throw your way in terms of what we discuss each week. Yeah, happy to, to get input from, from everybody. And like I say we do really, really appreciate it. Um, every single listen that we get, we like look on our little app and see who's listening and where they're listening and you know, 
what age group they are and stuff, and it keeps us entertained. It um, does. Like, oh yeah, every every single listen means something to us. So thank you very very much. Yes, we appreciate it. So that's it for this week. Don't forget, if you have beef or you have an idea for a top five, get in touch at podcastgetloosed at gmail.com. In fact, if you just fancy saying hello, give us a shout. So until next time, it's goodbye from Mike. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. So stay safe, be nice, and take care.